Hi, and welcome to Seeking the Gospel Truth. I'm Giselle Aguiar, and for the next few weeks, we'll be journeying with Jesus' disciples through Lent as we prepare for Jesus' sacrifice for our sins and his victory over death. We'll walk in Jesus' steps to the cross through Holy Week and then with the disciples after the resurrection. If you're new to the podcast, you can listen to my personal testimony in the first three episodes. I pray that as you hear this message today, that it will encourage you to read the Gospels, the good news of Jesus' true salvation. So tap the subscribe button and please share this with your friends. I'm sure there's someone in your life who could use a little spiritual renewal. We all do. The episode will begin after this short message. So today on Twitter, one of the gals I follow asked, uh, follow asked the question, out of all of Jesus's miracles, which one um, is most important or stands most out to you? And I thought about it a minute. And then um, for me, the answer was obvious. I had just finished uh, reading uh, uh, the Gospel of John, chapter 11, where Jesus raises Lazarus from the dead. And, um, you know, Jesus healed a lot of people and, um, healed, healed a lot of people, um, that were presumed dead or had just died from an illness. Um, you know, the, the you know, several, you know, several, several, you know, miracles like that. But when you think about today's medical advancements that a doctor um, or even an EMT can resuscitate somebody whose heart stops, who is, you know, technically dead, they can be resuscitated. Well, the difference about um, this uh, bringing somebody back from the dead with Lazarus, Lazarus was there for four days. And by that time, you know, like, no, he's not in a coma. You know, he's not just passed out. Uh, he's not sleeping. He's dead. You know, so... Um, let me read you the story, uh, and and I pray that as you listen, that uh, the Holy Spirit, God, Jesus, will open your heart and your mind to really see what this is about, and to grasp um, uh, the wonder of Jesus. So we're reading from um, the Gospel of John, chapter 11. A man named Lazarus was sick. He lived in Bethany with his sisters, Mary and Martha. This is the Mary who later poured the expensive perfume on the Lord's feet and wiped them with her hair. Her brother Lazarus was sick. So the two sisters sent a message to Jesus telling him, Lord, your dear friend is very sick. But when Jesus heard about it, he, um, he said, Lazarus' sickness will not end in death. No, it happened for the glory of God so that the Son of God will receive glory from this. So although Jesus loved Martha, Mary, and Lazarus, he stayed where he was for the next two days. Finally, he said to his disciples, let's go back to Judea. But his disciples objected. Rabbi, they said, only a few days ago, the people in Judea were trying to stone you. Are you going there again? Jesus replied, there are 12 hours of daylight every day. During the day, people can walk safely. They can see because they have the light of this world. 
but at night there is danger of stumbling because they have no light. Then he said, "Our friend Lazarus has fallen asleep, but now I will go and wake him up." The disciples said, "Lord, if he is sleeping, he will soon get better." They thought Jesus meant Lazarus was simply sleeping, but Jesus meant Lazarus had died. So he told them plainly, "Lazarus is dead, and for your sakes, I'm glad I wasn't there. For now, you will really believe. Come, let's go see him." Thomas, nicknamed the twin, said to his fellow disciples, "Let's go too and die with Jesus." When Jesus arrived at Bethany, he was told that Lazarus had already been in his grave for four days. Bethany was only a few miles down the road from Jerusalem, and many of the people had come to console Martha and Mary in their loss. When Martha got word that Jesus was coming, she went to meet him, but Mary stayed in the house. Martha said to Jesus, "Lord, if you only had been here, my brother would not have died." But even now, I know that God will give him whatever you ask. God would give you whatever you ask. Jesus told her, "Your brother will rise again." Yes, Martha said, "He will rise when everyone rises at the last day." Jesus told her, "I am the resurrection and the life. Anyone who believes in me will live even after dying. Everyone who lives in me and believes in me will never ever die." Do you believe this, Martha? Yes, Lord," she told him. "I have always believed you are the Messiah, the Son of God, the one who has come into the world from God." Then she returned to Mary, and she called Mary aside from the mourners and told her, "The teacher is here and wants to see you." So Mary immediately went to him. Jesus had stayed outside the village at the place where Martha met him. When the people who were at the house consoling Mary Saw her leave so hastily, they assumed she was going to Lazarus's grave to weep. So they followed her there. When Mary arrived and saw Jesus, she fell at his feet and said, "Lord, if you only had been here, my brother would not have died." When Jesus saw her weeping and saw the other people wailing with her, a deep anger welled up within him, and he was deeply troubled. "Where have you put him?" he asked her. They told he asked them. They told him, "Lord, come and see." Then Jesus wept. The people who were standing nearby said, "See how much he loved him." But some said, "This man healed a blind man. Couldn't he have kept Lazarus from dying?" Jesus was still angry as he arrived at the tomb. A cave with a stone rolled across its entrance. "Roll the stone away," Jesus told them. But Martha, the dead man's sister, protested, "Lord, he has been dead for four days. The smell will be terrible." Jesus responded, "Didn't I tell you that you would see God's glory if you believe?" So they rolled the stone aside. Then Jesus looked up to heaven and said, "Father, thank you for hearing me. You always hear me, but I said it out loud for the sake of all these people standing here." So that they will believe you sent me. Then Jesus shouted, "Lazarus, come out!" And the dead man came out, his hands and feet bound in grave clothes, his face wrapped in a head cloth. Jesus told him, "Unwrap him and let him go." Many of the people who were with Mary believed in Jesus when they saw this happen. 
But some went to the Pharisees and told them what Jesus had done. Then the leading priests and Pharisees called the high council together. What are we going to do? They asked each other. This man certainly performs many miraculous signs. If we allow him to go on like this, soon everyone will believe in him. Then the Roman army will come and destroy both our temple and our nation. Caiaphas, who was high priest at the time, said, You don't know what you're talking about. You don't realize that it's better for you that one man should die for the people than for the whole nation to be destroyed. He did not say this on his own. As a high priest at that time, he was led to prophesy that Jesus would die for the entire nation. And not only for that nation, but to bring together and unite all the children of God scattered around the world. So from that time on, the Jewish leaders began to plot Jesus' death. As a result, Jesus stopped his public ministry among the people and left Jerusalem. He went to a place near the wilderness to the village of Ephraim and stayed there with his disciples. It was now almost time for the Jewish Passover celebration, and many people from all over the country arrived in Jerusalem several days early so they could go through the purification ceremony before Passover began. They kept looking for Jesus as they stood around in the temple and they said to each other, what do you think? He won't come for Passover, will he? Meanwhile, the leading priests and Pharisees had publicly ordered that anyone seeing Jesus must report it immediately so they could arrest him. Wow. So we all know what happens in the rest of the story. Um, uh, Judas betrays him, gets paid 30 gold coins, and then Jesus is taken prisoner. He is crucified, and then the resurrection happens. Then the Holy Spirit comes to the disciples, and they start spreading the good news all over Israel, Samaria, and beyond. And just this passage alone just makes you think about everything that Jesus is. Um, he is the resurrection and the life, okay? Salvation is found no other way but through Jesus. You can't buy your way. You can't earn your way into heaven. And Jesus is the only way. And you can listen to some of my other podcasts, like Why Did Jesus Have to Die?, or um, are you pure enough to go into heaven? Because you mentioned purity in here. Um, and, um, you know, so, so they answer a lot of questions. And what I want you to do is I want you to think. Is the church I'm attending teaching Jesus' salvation? Because that's the most important thing. Because if you're not saved, you're going to hell. I mean, that's it. That's, that's just the way it is. So just think about it. You know, um, Jesus said, anyone with ears to hear must listen to the spirit and understand what he is saying to the churches. And he also said, and you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. So again, don't take my word for it. Read it in the Bible. It's there. Soli Deo Gloria. To God alone be the glory. Thank you for listening to this episode. I hope it's got you thinking. If you have questions, feel free to reach out to me via my website or social media. 
The links are in the show website. There too, you'll find links to my two favorite free Bible study apps, YouVersion Bible app and Through the Word. These will make it easy for you to get into the habit of reading the Bible daily. God bless you. And I want to leave you with this prayer from Psalm 40, verse 16. Heavenly Father, may all who search for you be filled with joy and gladness in you. May those who love your salvation repeatedly shout, the Lord is great. Soli Deo Gloria, to God alone be the glory.